This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hello, Halflings! It's me, Jasper William Cartwright, and I am joined today by... Luanda Nati Lewis Nyao, but everybody calls me Unati! Yeah, and... Jeremy Cobb, but Francis Bearer says, here's an obscure reference, in the Midlands, a cob is a bap sandwich, so I'ma throw Jezza Sarni your way, as they're northern. (laughs) (laughs) So there you go, Jezza Sarni. Jezza Sarni. Oh my god! This is the wrong dungeon and the wrong dragon. (laughs) Full prince vibe? Woof! (laughs) This makes them even more black! chatting before about this but how hilarious that there are so many versions of the word of the, the phrase sandwich like in yeah. the uk it's ridiculous. Bath, sandwich uh jade calls things a bomb cake i mean that's just misleading b-a-m cake like bomb yeah i think so like or is bomb. it b-a-l-m like bomb b-a-l b-a-l-m b-a-l-m black black Always lives matter. matter? <laughs> Black American lives matter. matter. Black American lives Black matter. There we go. <laughs> Up in the north, big fans of Black Armenian lives matter. That's specifically what it stands for. Yeah, Black, Black Armenian Algerian. lives. Lives. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, I feel yeah. like there's way more Black Algerian and American lives yeah. than there are Black Armenian <laughs> lives. That's but why that we need to specify. That does not mean that they don't matter, though, Jeremy. No, yeah. but I, I yeah. think it's we need to specify the Black Armenian lives. Uh, sure, sure. Yeah. And the Black Azerbaijanian lives. Uh, some of those we just need to, you know, it's enough of a minority that we just need to remind people they most yeah. likely exist. Most likely, yeah. most likely they are. They are. They do exist, and they and they're out there. Um, I was gonna just. Uh, I wanted to mention because we have recorded a one with all three of us for a for a minute now and it's so nice to be back together uh and i wanted to congratulate you on arguably the most successful episode of three black halflings of all time with the food episode because everyone <laughs> loved the food episode so is it is it uh would you are you saying in be in terms of fan response or in terms of downloads have we beaten the pilot oh have i we, see oh no, 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 yeah. i don't think it, it's not the most successful in terms of downloads but like i think in like Per fan, like, you know, fan response per, like, download or whatever. The ratio is up uh, on the food episode. Uh, The amount of people that were like, uh, I'm so hungry. Jade, in fact, messaged me and said, can you please tell Jeremy Nunati that I hate them because I'm supposed to be on a diet and now I'm so hungry. (laughs) Nunati, there there needs to be a spinoff. There needs to be a... We need to do... Oh, my God. 
okay, okay. We'll find the time. We'll find the time. We'll find it. We'll we'll fine. just stop recording main series episodes no. <laughs> and we'll just do you and me one on one talking about food, food and different ways of like implementing food in games. Yes. Yes, yes. No, well, we need I think, Jasper. I think legitimately we should do another like a follow-up episode because I want to be involved in the food chat. Yes. Food chat sounds fun. Do you know what I was oh if do you know Jasper's I've just involved, had... I walk. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's fine. I, <laughs> I accept. I quit. <laughs> if, uh, only specifically in that episode. If you could just come back for the recording of the uh, the stuff that you're DMing, though, because like I don't want to have to take over that as well. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, that's it's, a lot. It's entirely you got to have to bring in a Bria. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, at fine. this point, I'm sure she can fucking juggle it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, there's nothing that Abria can't juggle. She has uh, a yeah. time turner, clearly. Yeah. Cle- genuinely, she may do. Genuinely, she may do. Yeah. I just had a really cool idea, though, which is, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm slightly stealing this from the French opinion, but I really like the idea that we should do some, like, we should find a way, send us all the same foods, and try some, like, foods and stuff and then yeah. we could talk about some recipes i feel like yeah. that'd be hella fun and any excuse i have to just sit and eat food <laughs> like <laughs> i'm good. so down for that you know what it's i mean it's good it's good there'll be food there'll be seasoning there'll be spices yes. there'll maybe be it can be like if we're in the same place like a once per year or something yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. We, i yeah. can make like a full-on like halfling feast. oh yeah i think yeah, I think that's what we'll have to do for sure. We'll have to like yeah. have Unati cook up some. We missed a trick, Unati. When we did the first episode of um, the Cup of the Caterpillar, and you uh, guys come up to visit us in yeah. Manchester, the 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 meal that Unati prepared, <laughs> this chicken. I feel like I've t- spoken about this before on the show, but my God, it was so succulent. Yes, it you've, was, got to let, you've got to fill it, it with so juicy. Mm. You just gotta put. You have to make sure that you're putting butter, cream cheese, and feta cheese, and thyme and garlic, salt and pepper on the inside, oh, so that it cooks oh, into itself and just softens. It was just Marinades. unbelievable, unbelievably mm. good. It was very, very good. It. That was a very fun night. We had a that was that was we had a fun night of tales and oh, all sorts. Tale. Oh, that tale. <laughs> mm. One day, the I would. I'm going to go ahead and say. Uh, uh, even surpassing the the nat twenty teaspoon yeah, story, I think the best a, tale is... that we have told at a table. Yeah, <laughs> but sadly, sadly, it is not a tale that we could ever actually. No. Uh, uh, it's, this is just or... a tribute. We can't yeah, yeah, talk yeah, yeah. about I that on it. It's like you said. I think. I think that like. There is versions, I think there are versions of the future in which like it becomes like a bit of a culty th- fan thing that when you meet Jeremy yeah. at like a con or something, like if you like ply him with food and like, you know, you go out for like a meal, we go out for a meal with some fans or something that maybe we, you know, people hear the tale, but we never repeat that. Like, you're not allowed to talk yeah. about the tale. You know what I mean? No. First rule of tale club. Don't talk about To the give tale. you an impression, I won't give any specifics of the story. Just know that it takes place, I think, across one, it takes place one, two, three, four, I think four different countries. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. There are multiple international laws broken. Yep. Uh, there is, like, <laughs> felonies. Yeah. Uh, there. And Jeremy uh, is at the absolute center, center of this story. Uh, Karl Marx makes a, makes a cameo. Yeah. It's not a joke. <laughs> nope. <laughs> 
It's what it's a, it's a most glorious story in which um, myself, Unati, and Jade spent a lot of time going, Jeremy, why? Why? <laughs> why? Uh, Karl Marx, hedgehogs are involved oh, very briefly. I, oh man, I have never la- I laughed so much. Like, I was absolutely. I don't I don't think I've seen Jade laugh so much as well. She was absolutely losing her mind at the story. The jumper. The jumper. <laughs> oh, so sad. It's so sad. Oh dear. It is such a dramatic story. Like it literally, really there's romance. Like it really, it's, a, it's a film. It's like a Danny Boyle yeah, film. There's it like really violence. Is. There's yeah. intrigue. The, the yeah. twists, the turns, the ups, the downs. Oh, just, when you think, wow. just when you think that it has come to a spot where it's yeah. like, ah, oh, yeah, this is fine. Uh, no, another thing. No, happens. another thing happens. Uh, yeah, uh, Danny yeah. Boyle, if you're listening to this, um, hit us up. We'll we'll talk about optioning this uh, this movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, it would be it would frankly be unethical to actually tell it on air. Like, oh yeah, we can't. yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We, yeah, we won't be telling on three black halflings, but we will be asking yeah. Danny Boyle to make a movie of it, starring yes. Jeremy. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> I, I'm okay myself. not being in the movie. I don't want to play the other the, the other titular role. So yeah, <laughs> that would be that's absolutely fine. I'm out. I'm I'm all good. Yeah. I'm just, I'll just laugh. It's all good. <laughs> uh, it's so good to be back, guys. Oh, this is great. so, so this is nice great. to be back. Uh, I've missed yeah, this. We're yeah. back in full force with all the shenanigans. We should probably get into the episode, episode right? Yeah, yeah. So we should probably talk topic. about. We should we probably. It's a it's a big topic this. indeed. Um, so we're gonna go a little bit old school. TBH today. That is right. Uh, we are going to be taking a look at the Drow, a very uh, problematic uh, race, shall we say, uh, uh, something that has been um, a uh, at the cornerstone, I think, of the kind of cultural change that has happened uh, throughout D anD D. And the Drow is usually the kind of, I think, the first example that people <laughs> tend to give uh, mm. when uh. talking about where the culture of D anD D may need some improvements uh, and uh, some uh, some reworking, shall we say? Um, <laughs> and then uh, I think that we we were having a little chat earlier, and uh, and Jerry was saying it's just. It's a bit. It's very blatant. <laughs> you know? yeah, I think blatant it's, it's, is the. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's hard to. It's hard to miss. Yes. yes. With the drow. Yeah, it's it's just obvious. You know, it's very obvious. Yes. Very clear. Yeah, very very clear. And so uh, I thought that we should start uh, with uh, just a little bit of background on where the drow come from. And feel free if you have more bits and bobs, uh, uh, you two, just feel free to jump in. Yeah. Um, but I was having a little look at where the um, the term drow comes from, um, and uh, by the looks of it, the the sort of origin of the term is as uh, from Norse cosmology, cool. um, and uh, there is a word that I will not attempt to pronounce because it's it complicated, and I will only butcher it. Um, but there is a, a word in Norse mythology which refers to black elves, and our that favorite word that we've discussed previously, swarthy elves. Swarthy. 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 Is that how you pronounce it? Swarthy. Swar- yeah, swarthy. S W A R T H Y. Which you may remember uh, similar uh, words and language used when we were discussing uh, the orcs uh, back when we uh, were talking with James Menes Hodes. Uh, oh, on, and on I think the, I think the the concept may have come from Norse mythology, but the word comes from uh, from a Scottish dialect. Yes, which, yeah. which you is know, an alternative form of trow, which yes. is a cognate with troll. Troll. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. 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 
Um, and so I think that it's interesting because, uh, well, very specifically, first of all, we meet that we have the, the phrase is black elves. Uh, it's yeah. uh, that a lot of the earlier iterations, it's either dark or black elves. Um, mm. I think this is probably the first interesting kind of talking point. Just the fact that, that it's very, again, very blatantly referred to as black elves. I think it, that we have and whether a, whether it means like black in terms of like a person's like a real life person's skin color mm. or whether it actually means like black because like looking at the the svartalfar that there we go thank you for trying to pronounce it yeah i wouldn't Uh, even attempt it (laughs) but it's they're also called mirkalfar which Mm, is dark elves dusky elves murky elves elves. when you get to Mm. dusky and murky that kind of stops sounding like a black person to me yeah yeah yeah. uh so i don't know i mean I like for me, I suppose that um, outside of what like the sources might imply in terms of like the cosmology and that kind of thing and the etymology of the word of the language, like in a context in what, like 1970, Mm. it like extra textually in 1970, if you're going to say black elf. Mm-mm-mm. societally there are going to come some connotations and i think that that's sometimes where people sort of forget that responsibility is that mm. yeah your source might kind of be a bit cool yeah mm. and that's fine but you also need to consider the world in which you are pumping the media out into Mm-mm-mm. and what those readings are going to be yeah i will say that i think that's a very valid point in that you have to consider the context of which the the phrase black elves was then being thrown about you know yeah. i think that, that that in 1970 had some very strong connotations we've got to a point now where i think you know you kind of you know we can use the the words black and white uh in a sort of in a more moral context or do you know what i mean yeah i think that whereas then it was i think it was oh, a no, slightly no, more no it definitely was used that way then as well because like tolkien had existed in the 40s and those books were still popular in the 70s that was when they were doing movie adaptations and frequently they referred to dark and black as in a moral sense, that is historically, in fact, that's been a, it's been used in a moral sense for longer than it's ever been used in a racial sense. No, yeah, for sure. So I, I, I think it's, I would say this, I would disagree that it is inherently a race, a reference to a skin color in the context of the 70s. It could be, but if you look at, Gygax was claiming to have taken it from various fantastical sources, uh, mm. like, as in like books about fantasy. And if you're looking at books about fantasy talking about black elves or dark elves i would argue that it is less cut and dry from that yeah. that the, that they're making a racial commentary yeah. uh because especially if you look at the way they're coded uh i think if they were explicitly meant to be inspired by black people in that context they would have there would have been some kind of a stereotype associated with black people built For into sure. them from the get-go yeah. where there sure. really wasn't mm. but i think the the problem is that it was always kind of amb- the, the where really where the crux of the issue is because i don't think there's a problem with having a bunch of black skinned elves running around yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. The, the real issue of it is the uh where people start to really get uncomfortable i think is the fact that they're all evil mm. uh and then yeah. Uh, in an American context specifically, the black skin, especially if it's like pitch black, has weird blackface connotations, mm. which even though the rest of the features aren't really associated with that, like you don't have the big red lips. Mm. Yeah. Uh, there's not the emphasis on the big eyes. Mm. The hair is actually white and straight. Yeah, even the nose as well. Like yeah. there's not, there's a very pointed 
Exactly. Of. They don't dress like a minst- like they're in a minstrel show, nor mm-hmm. do they behave that way. But mm-hmm. it's a weird, I think it's just a messy area, and it would be way less messy if they were not a bunch of evil people running around. Yes. No, for yeah. sure. And I guess, like, the point that I was kind of driving at earlier was that, like, obviously we're looking at this in... in in retrospect, right? Like, mm. Uh, mm. and things have shifted in our general, like, consciousness as a society, like the global sort of consciousness around issues like race or whatever. That is an ongoing phenomenon that is shifting and developing over time. And who knows where it'll be in 10, 15 years or even two years. But in retrospect, kind of taking a look at it, um, the point that I was trying to make is that you you put something out into the greater world that will have um some connotations depending on how it is utilized by the end user and of course as the publisher you are not responsible for that to a certain degree but not, that's why we're in the mess we're in yeah <laughs> like, i fully agree it's, with it's, that it's, yeah, it's that why is. we're in the mess we're in right? yeah. yeah there's no way to avoid those interpretations and those yeah. interpretations did happen if yeah. you look at the as we were talking about if you look at some of the art for the drow yeah. early on people yeah. did yeah. interpret them as just black people who were elves yeah, yeah. Uh, and who were inherently evil by, yeah. you know, by literally by like, oh. th- I don't think they're, especially in these early iterations, there is no, there is absolutely no leeway in this. There is no suggestion that they aren't, do you know what I mean? That, that is that is exactly what they are, um, oh. which I think is, uh, I think it's, it, it definitely drives at the heart of the issue. And I think that kind of to move the conversation on a little bit, which is just that I think that is something that we've discussed many, many times on the show, which is that there is not an issue with having um, uh, large groups of very evil, maniacal people. The issue we run into is when you make an entire race, the coding of the race is that they are evil, mm-hmm. that there is, yeah. um, because I think that it does not allow for any nuance, A, within that like species or race, uh, and also just doesn't really apply to any real example that we have like even in the animal kingdom the most like vindictive animals or species of animals aren't inherently evil they are surviving or it's just the way that they are physically made up they're not you know they would never see themselves as that they are not inherently evil they don't go out to do evil acts yeah um and so i think that's where there's no there's no precedent for there being an evil race other than coming out of a very a, a slightly racist notion, which yeah. is that there are, you know, as we previously discussed, these kind of uh, barbaric or militaristic races, that there are, you know, races that are more lean, that lean towards or have a, mm. a, a, a affiliation with violence, you know? Yeah. That, yeah. that yeah. is the only pre- The only precedent for evil races is out of racist tropes. Yeah. yeah. And, and I guess like my, my biggest bone of contention is that then at the point of the table, right. And bringing in different people, I come to a table, I go, Oh, cool. There's something that's described as having dark skin. All right. I'm okay with the black skin. I'm okay with the, like, you know, the long white hair. That's kind of cool. Mm. Oh, and I'm evil. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Like, you know or, what I mean? That, or, yeah. even, or even if you choose not to play them as evil, everyone in the world will treat you as evil, evil. without yeah. you having to yep. do anything. And I think that's also where we run into a yeah. huge issue, which is just like, which is the, which is 
I think that's where I feel like it becomes more analogous. Is, is that the right word? Is that the, the right? T- I don't uh, even know. I might, what, what, what I might have just made is. that word up. I have no, no idea. Analogous is a word. It just oh, depends okay. on what you're about to say. Uh, like, and I think for I think basically it becomes more um, of an issue for me when then using we have the term black thrown in there because what it is is then we're saying oh you are a group of people who no matter uh, the context uh, of what you're doing and who you are you will be judged in a certain way and usually to the detriment. Uh, your to your own detriment like people yeah. will make assumptions to the detriment of you and your people and i just want to play a game i'm already dealing with that outside <laughs> man yeah. that, I mean, I, that's I, it that is it though that is i think i think that's where we really run into the really which is the, the root of the issue is that yeah. this game was made by people with some real cultural blind spots yeah. like that's that's basically Huge. what it what yeah <laughs> Huge cultural uh, blind spots. and and it's still often played by people with cultural blind spots so Ooh. for i mean I, i'm sure that there are minority uh people who uh, enjoy the way that the drow are depicted and yeah. who don't have an issue with this but i think hmm. by and large you're going to see most minority people saying yeah i don't know how i feel about this whole like everybody assumes that you're bad uh mm. and you're an outcast everywhere you go and like now if you are a person like who is not part of such a group which mm. i mean stereotypically at least D was the was the home of white men like straight cis white men mm. uh stereotypically historically speaking um even though that obviously it wasn't 100 percent that case but you know the mm. It's certainly the people making it tended to be. Mm-hmm. And I think that was, yeah, the idea of like, oh, yeah, you are the outcast everywhere. I think from their point of view, it's like, yeah, edgy, dark. Uh, <laughs> yeah. as, where for a lot of people, it's like, mm, sad life. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sad life. And I think it, but, it, but, but it comes out of racism. But it, yeah, it comes out of the experience. Marvin Gaye, what's going on? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it comes out of that experience, though, right? Like, it totally I'm thinking of inner city blues makes me want to holler. It's like the theme song for the drought. Like, as we're sinking, like the camera's sinking below the ground. And it's like sinking down. As it's like starting to go through. And you see, like, and you just see, like, you see a group of like six drought walking down the street, all like clicking in time, just like, you know. It's just like a fully 1970s. Yeah. New York. Like, they've all got yeah. flare, flare trousers and stuff on. Yeah. Like, they have big white afros. <laughs> you know, this, I actually, this is fuck, this is actually kind of fucking cool. I'd actually baller, play right? that. Yeah. I'd actually play the shit. That'd be fucking cool. I, 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 we've now, uh, that is now a future one shot that we must make on Because they're not evil. It's just that they're in a really bad situation uh, and hated by everybody. And yeah. it's, it's just a it's just a drama now. Yeah. It's like it's a really hard it's like the wire. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the wire but set in 19 a 1970s drow underground city. Yeah. Oh wow. Drama coming, yo. Drama coming. <laughs> yo, is that Avon Driz- Drisdale? Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love this. I genuinely love this so much. So much. <laughs> Oh dear, but yes, but I think going back to your point though, I think that the issue of identification of the issue is that for those aforementioned groups that you just spoke of uh, and uh, white males is the fact that they don't have the exp- the lived experience of being judged in that way, right? So there's, I think that talking about those cultural blind spots, like it is, I think... 
I think you could take it in a way where you could say like that's the the main issue is like, it's a blind spot. You're, to your point earlier, Jeremy, about it not being coded black in that we don't have... It's not like in the Orcs case with J.R.R. Tolkien where he went out of his way to very specifically code these Orcs and Goblins with a uh, with like that kind Asian, of uh, yeah. Asian mm. uh, influence. The, I think if you were to take it at his kind of uh, face value at the kind of the... with the nicest way possible to assume that there wasn't any coded racism. I'm not saying that there wasn't. I'm just saying if you were to look at it that way. Not any intentionally. There wasn't intentional. You I know, I think you watching Jasper skate around. <laughs> <laughs> That's the greatest. Continue, continue. No, no, no. I'm not. The thing is, I'm not it's saying. probably no, no, safe no, to yeah. assume that, that yeah. Gary Gygax was not like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's what I'm saying. Let's yeah, yeah, yeah. make them even more black. No, uh, yeah. um, that, that's what I'm no, saying. This is the wrong kind of black. Stop. Yeah, yeah. Stop, 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 stop. Uh, that's what I'm trying to say. Is that I don't think uh, what I'm trying to say is I don't think that uh, even if we take it at face value and we and we assume that there is no intentional sparkling racism here, you know. Mm-hmm. There still is such a huge blind spot in the way that they approached creating this material that uh, uh, there there is still going to be, uh, there are still issues and they still need to be remedied. And I think that there's still, I think we can look at it in a way where we don't go like, oh, we blame you and you're, you know, this and that and the other. We can just be like, okay, this is something that just needs to be fixed. Mm. My, the issue I think I have, and I think this is a good thing to sort of move us on to potentially the next kind of section uh, mm. is when we then uh, and have done either bed into this, like mm. knowing that this trope and this this kind of problem exists, like go a little deeper into it. Like, because mm. um, there are, we found some depictions where the drow mm. are just straight black people. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And a lot where they're not even, they don't even have black skin. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Really early, like or like late 70s and early 80s depictions. It's really interesting. Yeah, there is a very is a very weird, a strange divide between uh, there are there are some that are just sort of like depicted as odd evil figures and characters and then then those that are very, very, you know, very black. And I think there is an early iteration in which they refer to them having, uh, if I'm not wrong, refer to them having obsidian or charcoal like skin. Um, okay, yeah. So, so real dark black. Which is which is, you know, real Bla- real yeah. blackity black black black. Uh, yeah. really black beyond midnight. what almost any actual human would ever look like. <laughs> Although to be I mean, to be fair, there are some you're yeah. like midnight yeah, and they're beautiful, Yazi, but like midnight. Like yeah. there is a like genuinely black. purplish like it is like it has yeah. like in the sun especially yeah. there is like a, like so I think it, it you know, it rare for sure. I turn purple when I when I tan. Yeah. A lot in the summer. Mm. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Um, uh, that is that is very cool. I want to see purple Jeremy. (laughs) 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 Oh man! Um, But I do think that is an interesting that is an interesting uh, idea, and I think uh, maybe we'll throw this in here. I was going to talk about this a little bit later, but I do think to jump forward a little bit, there are there is a very interesting uh, thing that you sent us, Jeremy, uh, which is a I believe it is a wiki thread uh, where someone's talking about the the depiction of the skin color of of, of drow oh, throughout yeah. various oh. things. I just think this is potentially a good time to talk about it. And mm-hmm. I think this is a really fascinating one, which I was like, okay with, but then I was like, I had a slightly weird thing in the back of my head. Uh, and I'm interested to get your opinions on it, which is basically like earlier iterations of drow. We have classically looking very evil drow with dark skin, usually a grayish, 
tint, mm. so again, not black yeah. per se. Actually, tar- actually charcoal. Actual, yeah, charcoal cool. is probably closer to the right. the thing, uh, and and more and purple, etc. But like very mm. evil depictions, etc. Mm-hmm. And then we move forward into the depictions within like Tasha's. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is obviously a very recent source book, and they're trying to sort of separate themselves from this idea of like the evil drow, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm, mm, mm. And the odd thing for me is that they all real light skin now. <laughs> yeah, and it's very quietly done. Yeah, like, I haven't heard them say there's an initiative to start depicting them that way, but it's it's yeah. true. The, the evidence they offer is like interesting. And mm. I found this to be very odd because, and I, I, this is something I hadn't twigged at all before. So I will, I will admit that this is something that, like, you know, within my own unconscious biases and whatever, I hadn't picked up on this before I saw this. But it kind of made me think. I was like, okay, so we're kind of going down the assumption that the artists and the wizards of the coast wanted to get away from this idea of evil drow, and so therefore we wanted to depict them in some, you know, doing, you know, being heroes and being, you know, in a lot of these pictures they are you know they look they're in some more fun poses they you know they have little like decals of spiders and stuff but it's a it's a it's very much like it's not like i'm an evil spider person it's like you know i'm i'm like i have some i have some shade to me do you know what i mean i i i I worship this thing but i there is culture and there is light and there is you know all these things here But then it so then it feels odd to me that we wouldn't still be able to embrace the dark skin. It's like it's almost it's the like we've thing, man. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I think it is. It's like it's almost like we've got to a point where we go like we can't now use dark skin in any context because it's well not you know? that kind of dark skin. Yes, it's a classic case of overcorrection. Uh, yeah, I it's feel like it all, is. Like I said, R.I.P. Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. That episode yeah. of Community was yeah. sacrificed because there's never an evil mm. depiction of Chang when he is in when he is in drow face mm. in that episode. Like yeah. he's dressed, he's cosplaying as a drow. But the episode is pointing out the fact that it really uncomfortably resembles blackface. Mm. And yeah. I think that's I think that's they looked at that and they were like yeah, yeah, we should move away from that. And, and just made them lighter. Yeah. yeah. But I just find that a little... There's like Because for me, I'm like... For me, that almost feels a bit like, well, I feel like we are in a place where I feel like we can embrace the complexities within this, this subject. And I feel like having dark-skinned drow being light, being the heroes, being the, you know, the center of the story and not these kind of evil mindless slaves is potentially going to do something to undo it's like a bit like we were saying about like having black halflings or whatever it is like it just it goes a little way to starting to unpick i feel like some of the problems that may have existed beforehand whereas moving away from it feels Mm. like if you google drow you're still going to have dark-skinned evil drow and now light-skinned Good drow. That's my. Yeah, that's where that's my issue the is. It's like, and the thing is that, like, it's not the skin, guys. It's the content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> mm, like, but the thing is, it it clearly is for some people the skin. Yeah, mm. yeah. Like as as much as we say that we don't have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there's a video uh, by uh, he's a he's not a black person, but he's a person of color mm. talking about how the community episode should have been taken down. Mm-hmm. He agreed with it because even though it's drawing it. Even though it's uh, satirizing the fact that the drow uncomfortably resemble blackface, uh-huh. he uh, it, it's wrong to even depict it at all. 
Fair enough. In the, fair in enough. the episode, so I I don't know, man. I I this feels like a case if they can't win because like mm, yeah, if they keep them, if they keep yeah. them dark skin and they're like we still have these weirdly black looking people running around. Uh, they're still going to get the criticism. I mean, no, they, for now sure. they have so many actual black people in the game. That's the other yeah. thing. Yeah, I think the yeah, fact that true. they have like the I mean the image of a human in the player's handbook for fifth edition is a black woman. You have the Lotus Den ha- halflings in uh, mm. Explorer's mm. Guide to Wild Mount, where the image is of a black uh, halfling. There's like mm. a, you see, yeah, they're they're trying. I don't know. I think it's cool. Like I, I don't think, have a yeah, problem with it. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I think you you've you've definitely hit the nail on the head. And I think that we, for all the reasons that we have discussed already in this very episode, there is a is they are in a losing position in the sense that like short of throwing everything out and starting again, yeah, the is... fact that there are there is so much history that is stooped in kind of confusion and like, you know, icky kind of like, ah, that's not right. And, you know, I think we even said something similar when we were talking about the orcs. It's like, it's kind of impossible to just straight get rid of everything without it being, uh, without it going too far the other way. Or so, like you said, it is just, it is absolutely a balancing act. I think one thing that I'd, the only thing I think I'd like to see in this instance is like, just shade, you know what I mean? Like light and shade within every race, which I think they are sort of slowly doing. All I'm saying, well, I think the only is slight issue that I, if I was to, if I had to nitpick this, because I agree to your point, mm. and I will, I sort of, uh, I uh, if there was any unfair criticism there, I will slightly retract that because of what I will say is that it would just be nice to have some shade here. If we had like yeah. three light skinned drow and then a dark, like, do you know what I mean? We just had like a mm. bit, like there was just there was some slightly darker drow in the same way mm. that there are some darker humans, darker mm. like halflings darker orcs you know what i mean like yeah i i i I think i'm beginning to circle around to a point i hear i hear that uh statement jeremy and absolutely that's it's completely valid like people are going to believe that like a complete removal of that stuff is important so we have this issue we have these greater societal issues even beyond the realm of D. we get that wait there's I, there's societal issues with race wait, beyond D. what hmm? oh, really I, I had no idea okay, shit, I need to, hold on a second i need to go and I understand I understand that completely and I understand the move towards rectifying these things and coming together to people and calling out what doesn't feel right and protecting people from things that trigger them, upset them or depict them in a very negative light and starting to shift the conversation for all POCs, gender, uh, uh, representations, LGBTQT, anybody who's marginalized, right? Cool. However... Eee, this is mecky waters because I don't even know how I really feel about this, but I'm going to go through down this point. However, when you start to completely obliterate the history of things and wipe it out mm. in an in an effort to to protect um, said people or to somehow retroactively punish um, certain creators and groups, you run into to censorship politics. And, and oh, here we go. Uh, this is now kind of tricky because it's a big knot because I think... You need, in order to move forward, you need to be able to have the conversation. And in this, if you're going to now make all of the drow light skinned, now you're entering colorism territory, right? You're now in another space, right? If you don't include dark skinned, dra- does that make sense? Am I like, yeah. do I sound yeah. crazy? Yeah. yeah. 
They're a made-up race of gray people. I don't think you can say <laughs> colorism. <laughs> if you have no. the black, you have the dark one still being evil, then I'd give it to you. But if it's yeah. like we're trying to avoid all comparisons, so we're just making them somewhat lighter, and then also they can be good now. I if we're calling that colorism, guys, like come no. on. Now. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that that like the the potential of reading it. I'm not calling it colorism. I'm saying the mm. potential of reading it that way also exists. No. True. Uh, so, I'm going to go ahead and say I think those people are wrong. <laughs> is, so I don't like, actually do care if I mean? they think that because do you see what I mean? you're constantly going to be in a in a mm. rock and a hard place. So what I I'm, I think I'm standing I'm standing with um with both of you but Jasper here in in that like you need the whole spectrum mm. <laughs> for it to be okay. I think. Yeah. Yeah, you you need to be able to have bad dark skin people. I think yes, we can all agree on that. Yeah. I don't I don't think you need people who who call to mind images of blackface. It's fine yeah. if you have them and they're good and people are okay with it. But like honestly, yeah, if you want to get rid of it, yeah. I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like that is that is that a little is bit a tricky because like you do watch people at the cons and you're like, so why did you think this was a good idea to turn up? Exactly. Like, in, 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 How like, would you feel like if you saw somebody yeah. who yeah, was like, crazy. I want to play a black black drow? <laughs> so they actually have like black curly yeah. hair along yeah. with their because they're like hey let's have diversity within the drow like uh, like how would you actually feel well, seeing a person with all black skin big black curly hair walking it's around it's a nightmare it's a nightmare, it is, yeah, it's the, a nightmare. I, think I think the thing is I think what we're identifying this conversation that we're having right now is it is a fucking nightmare like it is a really hard thing for wizards I think to actually get like correct you know I think in the fact that you just said yourself there Jeremy like it's a made up race of grey people do you know what I mean yeah. like and it's always been a made up race of grey people there's and never some been some people ran with it you know what I mean yeah, <laughs> yeah some people <laughs> did run with it, um, with it. but like it, I think that that, it, that in itself makes it very very difficult because you do you're always going to run into this issue I mean the, the, yes people are still going to we're still going to have this issue at cons and whatever else you know these, these grey people if you be covering yourself in grey paint like you know there's gonna be people that probably come out looking a little looking a little dark or whatever like it's gonna happen like it is going to happen like and I think that we I think what it needs to be is that there just needs to be a very honest and open conversation where mm. in and around uh, uh, this and and we just we understand the kind of nuances of everyone's argument and I completely agree with you Jeremy like if if there are people that would have issue with seeing mm, a mm, dark skinned mm. drow then I think it's good that we have that conversation and that we that, ask yeah. that question of okay like w like what is it that evokes the black f the, the feeling of blackface within this character yeah and the answer is the black skin. Mm. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, that's what I'm saying. But it yeah. is, what I'm saying is, is if we were to remove the context of the history of the drow, would there be that same connotation? Because and the for answer me, is yes. Well, no, but, <laughs> but I, that's the like, point the community episode makes. Shirley sure. doesn't know D and D. She's like, she just looks mm. at Chang and she's like, "Are we going to ignore this hate crime?" And Pierce, <laughs> yeah. also knowing nothing about D and D, literally says, "I attack! I attack blackface!" Like because it looks like, mm. blackface. like blackface. That sure. is yeah. the problem. But it has we, nothing yeah. to do with the fact that they're evil. Yeah. Like the fact yeah. that they're evil and they are dark skinned race is where you get the really uncomfortable thing of people like, "I don't know if I want to play this game." But in terms of just like the optics, the, it's. It looks like blackface. There is no there's no mm. two ways about it. Mm. You have to if you want to avoid that, you have to make them lighter skinned. And you know what? If they had started lighter skinned, we wouldn't be having a conversation about whether or not they should make them darker or lighter. Nobody sure. would be saying, yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. wait a minute. Why can't we have more darker drow? Like that's not because they're just gray people. 
I know, mm. I know. I just, I guess, I'm just really also in the back of my mind trying to advocate for the midnight blue people of my people. You know, mm. like you know what? The Introduce blue. some midnight elves. How about that? Yeah. We just have a whole new. We just have a, a race yeah, of yeah, a yeah, sub race yeah. of dark yes. blue elves yes. called the midnight elves, yes. and they, I don't know, they live somewhere and do cool stuff. Like yeah. it's, yes. That makes me happy. Now I'm happy. Thank you, Jeremy. It's time we thank this week's sponsor, Scent Air. Halflings, let me ask you a question. Do any of you suffer from nose blindness or did you suffer from nose blindness? Because I used to until my wife uh, introduced me to what you could do with a space if you made it smell, you know, a little bit better. Scent Air has over 30 years of experience scenting homes, stores, event spaces and beyond. And now you can shop online and scent the mood of your home or business. Scent air diffusers are sleek and fill your space with a vivid and subtle fragrance for up to 300 hours. Just imagine filling your home with the smell of fresh linen. Just imagine filling your home with the smell of fresh linen sheets for 300 hours. The Scent Air app also lets you schedule your fragrance and control the intensity right from your phone. Scent Air is available online in the US, Canada, and now in the UK and France. And now you may be thinking to me, well, maybe do I need this? Do I need this? Let me throw out something for you. Imagine scenting your D&D spaces. You've got a crew coming over and you really want to get them into the mood. So you light your candles, you get your snacks ready, and then what do you do? You fill the room with a gorgeous scent that is so evocative of the world that they're going to be in. Perhaps your party is going to explore a new and incredible marketplace and so you fill the air with Tuscan orange scent or even pink grapefruit or sun shower. Or maybe they're going to a sophisticated party and so you fill the air with a dark vanilla pomelo scent. Or perhaps it's a classic pirate-themed adventure and so you fill the air with an ocean scent or island breeze. This year, try luxury home fragrance trusted by pros by going to scentair.com and using the promo code HALFLINGS for 25% off your first order. That's HALFLINGS for 25% off your first order. Yes. <laughs> uh, I, we've been introduced now to th we're getting three different sub races of elves oh. of, of of drow and uh, like I think this is potentially where the the we've you've illustrated the point there, Jeremy, about the fact that it will be almost impossible to get away from that trope, short of just tr like tr you know do, having a bit of a do over. And I think potentially that is the solution i think it potentially oh. the solution is to do exactly that have a race oh. of midnight elves who are all a uh, are a vibrant metropolis of completely different times of people and yes. maybe don't live under the ground yeah, they don't have to live under the ground. Guys, they've got melanin. They can literally survive the sun. Yeah. And also, like, there's no reason, there's no reason that, you know, you can't still, you know, I think that a lot of the, um, the, the wild mount depiction of drow, uh, for me was really, was really cool. They just live in, like, uh, they just magically enchant the, like, the, like, uh, the, the area they live in, uh, a jewel house or that might just be the city to be, like, perpetual, like, nighttime because they just, like it and think it's cool and it fits their aesthetic. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, and that's, that's, like, like, that's legit the reason that they give. They're like, this is kind of how we like we like it. We have dark vision. We see good in, in, the, in the dark. It's a tactical advantage for us. If, you know, some other folks come and try and attack us, they probably won't be able to see as well as we can. Do you know, like, there's a whole... 
host of like legit reasons why they live in darkness mm, mm, as opposed mm. to just we dwell in the caves because we're evil people we worship worship the spider queen and I think nah. that that is interesting one of the sub races does is still a corrupted race of uh, people who are like inherently uh, who uh, are controlled or influenced by love and I will mm-hmm. be interested to see how that kind of is brought forth. You know what I mean? That feels like a yeah. uh, a bit of a. It's an interesting it's, decision. They basically feel... made them into the Durgar. Yes, the Drowergar now. Yeah, because you have like for those of you don't know the gray dwarves mm. in. Uh, notice gray people have not complained about them. Yes, they were always no. gray. They were uh, always gray. <laughs> but the gray dwarves uh, in D and D are like basically an evil race, an evil sub race of dwarves who live beneath the ground and are big and non enslaving people. And the whole reason, like uh, the whole reason for that, is because they delved too deep and were enslaved themselves by the mind flayers. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, they uh, I think possibly with the help of the gith, but I don't remember. Uh, like overthrew their evil uh, mind flayer masters. And then they were twisted though, because of all like the psychic energy and experiments and stuff and are just a mean, nasty group of people who live beneath the ground. At least that's their culture. And they also serve a, a, an evil God called Lodaguer. Um, I think there's, you could, you could, I would say definitely not perfect, but uh, you mm. don't hear the complaints about the Durgar. Mm. Uh, because they don't really have racial connotations. Yeah, they're just yeah. some. There's some bald gray people who live beneath the earth. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's. But I. But I think though. Um, yeah, but see, this is where I think it's interesting because I feel like for me, a lot of the depictions of the Duergar are they are pretty dark in their skin tone, right? Like some of them, they yeah. are gray, but they are still pretty dark. And that, but but for me, and that's kind of where it goes back to my other point is like removed of the historical context, people haven't complained about it. Yeah, well, because they were never as dark as the drow. That's no, they really were never as dark, down. but still, I feel like I like for me, I could easily look at them and be like that. It, that is a similar shade to myself. Like that is, it's not as dark as perhaps a, a you know as a as a full black person, but there's it, it could be a similar shade easily. Uh, and that, all I'm saying, all I'm saying is, that I, do, I do think that there is still a point in so that. Do, are you personally bothered by the Duergar? No, no, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I'm, I'm, I am personally saying that I'm not, and I think that, and I don't, and then other people aren't, and I feel like it's helped by the fact that it doesn't have the historical context that lives. It also doesn't the look like blackface, because really, the fact that it resembles a person is not the issue. Is the fact that it literally looked like a minstrel show with the drow. If sure. they don't, yeah. if the fact that they never looked like that with the Duergar is a huge part of why people never had an issue with them. Also, they're called gray dwarves and not black dwarves or dark, or dark dwarves. Uh, yeah, dark dwarves. Yeah, and also I feel like, I mean, I'm sure many people did cosplay them, but when I was looking into this, it's like, guys, how many of you had to turn up to the cons dressed in blackface as a drow? <laughs> like, there's just so many images, yeah. like mm. just mm. so many <laughs> like, images of white my lips people. And I feel like for real characters, Characters, they would have like distinguished lips. So like putting on red lipstick. lipstick I'm <laughs> yeah. There's just so many. It's just like, I think mm. that's what, that's why 
mean, like people then ran with it. Yeah, <laughs> people then ran with it, and because there was this defense, in, because like it's in the books, it's canon. Now, even at a con as a black person, if you bring it up, people are gonna be like, "Oh, you're just like, why you why you gotta bring race into everything, dude?" Like that would be mm. the conversation, and I think that's mm. where it gets unsafe. It's like people just couldn't leave it alone. Like, don't do it. <laughs> Should we mention R.A. Salvatore as well? Because that's yeah. one that's one major thing that we haven't mentioned. Yes, yeah. I was going to say. Why don't you? I, I know that the 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 the, the Drizzt, uh, some, was something that you yeah Drizzt Jordan uh, yeah so, yeah. So um, for those of you who like us got into D and D a lot more recently, I think the Drizzt novels started coming out in the early nineties and like were huge. Mm. Like I remember hearing about this character yeah. uh, he's so huge that they have him now in like uh, they're bringing him back in like a game or something voiced by benedict cumberbatch dark alliance it's uh voiced yeah. By, yeah and it's the it's the, the, the summer summer of drizzt is like a thing it's like a yeah. whole thing where they just talk about drizzt and they release loads of drizzt content and yeah. stuff like this possibly like every the most popular single character in dd history from yeah, what it's i can like tell him oh. strad and I don't know, but probably Sam and Strahd, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Pumat Sol for the for the Critical Role fans, I guess. I don't yeah, know yeah, like yeah. <laughs> Pumat, Drizzt, and Strahd. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's a really fun table. I want to I wanna do like a D&D, you know, like an actor's round table. I want a yeah. D&D version where it's Drizzt, Strahd, and Pumat Sol. And several versions of Pumat. <laughs> several versions of Pumat. Uh, Pumat yeah. Prime. Oh, yes. funny. Very funny. Uh, but yeah, the the basically Drizzt was a... Drizzt Doerden was a good drow. Uh, I hope hmm. I'm pronouncing the name right. But yeah, he was a good drow in the 90s. He had, I think, he had dual blades. He had like a panther who went around with him. Mm. Uh, cool. He was, I'm loving yeah. the aesthetic. Yeah, he was... Uh, he, he. You can see pictures of him, actually, Unati, in, mm. in mm. The, the thread that uh, Jasper mentioned. Mm. Uh, he's a cool-looking dude. Hey, very uh, cool. Very cool. And... Yeah, that was there. It was like he's the good drow, and all the rest of his kinfolk are evil. But he decided to go the good way, mm. and like it's him and his part, his adventuring party, uh, made up mm-hmm. of like people from other races going around and you know saving the world and blah blah blah. Uh, it's you know it's basically a it's I, from what I can tell, those novels are um, a D and D campaign, but from the perspective of one specific character. Uh, cool. and yeah, they're hugely influential, but the author R.A. Salvatore, uh, is actually going to be, uh, he's basically, I'll read you. This is a polygon article that's talking about it. And mm. I'll just read you the opening paragraph. Despite their popularity among fans of genre fiction, Dungeons and Dragons, the legend of, uh, the legend of Drizzt novels have been fairly criticized for reinforcing racist fantasy tropes. R.A. Salvatore, the creator of Drizzt, tells Polygon that the time has come to set things right. Uh, Salvatore's next novel, Starlight Enclave, arrives on August 3rd and will expand the franchise into new territories. At the same time, it will broaden the identity of the drow. It's a change to the drow that's part of a larger reckoning with race in Wizards of the Coasts, uh, D&D and Magical the Gathering, excuse me, Magic the Gathering properties. Uh, Salvatore himself says, uh, I did it because it's the right thing to do. It's an update that was greatly needed for things that I didn't even know were a problem when I first wrote the books. Mm. And that's where we run into the issue again of people who didn't, it, they just yeah. had a, they just had a cultural blind spot. It never yeah. occurred to them that this was not mm. a great, uh, not a great thing. Oh, excuse me. It started in 1988. So not in the early nineties, uh, mm. but mm-hmm. uh, it, let me see if I can find, yes, the, uh, the idea that 
uh, that Drizzt was like othered by everyone around him was apparently always intentional, but he did not realize how Drizzt bla- uh, Drizzt's blackness would contribute to how that othering was perceived by his audience. That last part mm. was a quote. Uh, mm. And I think that they're doing this uh, in in conjunction with the new drow sub races that are being yes. released. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I yeah, I think this is this yeah. is a very interesting thing and I think that um this is a this is the right way to go about it. Just uh yeah. just a just a little Fix heads it. up for a lot of people uh yeah. who have made content like I really appreciate the fact that uh that Salvatore identified this and I feels like he kind of has identified this as a issue uh, for, for for themselves. Do you know what I mean? Like they've kind mm. of gone, yeah, I've made my own informed decision and I think this is what should happen. It doesn't feel like it's a, I'm trying to do this to uh, tick some boxes or I'm not trying to do this to please anyone. I'm just, I think this is just, the, this is the natural evolution and the next step in this story should mm. uh, include X, Y, and Z. And I think that that is mm-hmm. uh, appropriate. And I, I think that it is good that, under scrutiny, there wasn't a sense of like, well, no, I'm correct, and I need to, you know, and I did, mm. I did this thing because of it. It was just like, okay, yeah, this wasn't my intention. This is not the way yeah. I wanted my work to be perceived, but this is the way that it is perceived. And now I'm gonna see what yeah. I can do to work around that and to change that. Yeah. And I think that I mean, that feels, yeah. you know, correct Good. for me. That feels like a the right, yeah, you know. I think I think that like, but that's growth, no? That's all mm. we're asking for. It's mm. like you see something, you, something is brought to your inten- attention, and even like you said, Jasper, even if there was an, an initial, oh, but I didn't. Do it, mm. Fine, you're allowed to have your initial reaction. Then sit down, process that mm-hmm. like an adult, take in what's being said to you, realize the, the error, apologize for the error, and just make it right. That's mm. simple. There it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Done. Resolved. And, and I feel like it's it's nice to see people embracing the fact that this is a made up thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is he is the author of this novel, yeah. this 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 creation. Sorry, mm-hmm. so therefore, like he does have the power in which to to make these changes and to focus on different things and to highlight different areas uh, within that uh, within that you know within this structure. And I think that that is inherently uh, a, a very positive uh, step. You know, in mm-hmm. the, in the in the, the sort of highlighting of this, and I think it's interesting that we've arrived at a place where now these kinds of conversations are starting to happen. Um, feeling like I don't know if it's like it's not independent of like pressure, but it's like okay, uh, like no one was like prescribing like what has to happen next for Drizzt as a character or whatever. Right. They it felt like screaming at Ra Salvatore. Yeah, exactly. This. Yeah, and I feel like uh, the fact that we've now got um, Ra Salvatore. Uh, uh, bringing this forward in, and because I, I think because I, I could definitely be wrong here. I could definitely be wrong, but it feels like a lot of the like the fans of Drizzt are belonging to a slightly older fandom of D anD D who maybe don't have the same issues with D anD D. And I mm. really appreciate the fact that they are kind of the people that need to be reached. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we've discussed this before on the show, like how hopefully we're opening you know a few people's eyes and we're kind of you know giving people some different tools and some different ways to think about stuff but generally if you're listening to the show we feel like you know you're probably not the kind of person who's going to be like overly shocked by anything that we say or going to take <laughs> offense by anything that we say or do you know what I mean like the fact yeah. that you're choosing to engage with this show 
knowing what this show is, because we are, I feel like we're relatively blatant about what we do, you yeah. know. Yeah, we're black. Uh, we're, 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 yeah, we're black. Black. black, black, black. <laughs> um, Blackity black. Yeah. <laughs> um, whereas I feel like this is good now because I feel like we're starting to now push into areas of the community which maybe does need a little bit of a nudge in that direction. You know what I mean? Mm. That does need to be made aware that like, hey, we're not going to ruin this thing. We're just going to introduce some new stuff. Do you know what I mean? We're not mm. taking away your thing. We're just, you know, we're using it up, we're changing it up, we're, we're just adding some new flavors. That's all yeah. it is. You know what I mean? And thank you very much to the author for sharing the burden of the emotional labor. Thank mm. you very much, uh, Salvatore, <laughs> for taking the share of the labor that has to be done so that we, the the the, the people of color, are not considered the bastions of our entire fucking race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, thank you for thank not you like so making B Dave or something rewrite Dream. You know what I mean? Like, like, it definitely, yeah, yeah. That, like, I feel like. Like, it, it, like it, it's good that, 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 like, they're helming this, you know, change, yeah. you know? And they're not like, You come oh, to find well, out that B. Dave Walters helped uh, create the, the new Ghost Rider. Races. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But uh, I wanted to point out a couple of things. One, mm-hmm. they actually have the cover in the Polygon article for mm-hmm. the original Drizzt novel, The mm-hmm. Crystal Shard. Oh, uh, yes. This is the one with, which, the, yeah, with yeah. Uh, Drizzt crouched in the front? Is that the one? Yeah, where yes. he's just yeah. a black guy. Yes. He's a black guy mm-hmm. with, yeah. like, silver Not even gray. <laughs> Yeah, he's fully, he's, like, he, he's fully just a which, black dude. Which we didn't really talk about. That was one of the things that we haven't actually addressed. Mm. Was the we uh, found multiple uh, lists, or not even lists, just like collections of drow art throughout the years, mm-hmm. and in some of them, they were just black people. Yeah, uh, yep. you guys were talking about how you really liked the one that was clearly inspired by Tina Turner's character in Beyond Thunderdome. I mean, Mad that's Max just Beyond fun. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's just silly. But, <laughs> but that yeah. that uh, in the in the Polygon article, they uh, they reference. Let me see here. Um, yes, they say one campaign module even riffs on Tina Turner's appearance in promotional posters by, for Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. But as public perception of these kinds of problematic exploitative stereotypes grew, public facing images of the drow changed as well. And they quote uh, an article or excuse me, an essay by Paul B. Sturtevant, uh, where he says uh, later illustrators of D&D products, perhaps more aware of the optics, have made them a purple black or dusky gray black. Mm. Uh, but let's be real. They have black skin. If you can't see the problems with this, I can't help you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then the other thing that I wanted to mention was a very interesting quote from R.A. Salvatore himself, where he says, I can't tell you how many letters I've gotten over the years from people who have said, thank you for Drizzt. I finally have someone who looks like me. Mm. On the mm-hmm. one hand, you have that. But on the other hand, if the drow are being portrayed as evil, that's a trope that has to go away, be buried under the deepest pit and never brought out again. I was unaware of that. I admit it. I was oblivious. This is something I hope more younger people can understand. Uh, He's 62 years old. So and also white. But he says, you're seeing all this stuff and it's obvious to you. If you grew up in the 60s and 70s, it wouldn't have been obvious. Some Mm. things are obvious, but it's the subtle things that you learn about as you continue to grow and learn. As Mm. and now finally, we're seeing it being played out there in the correct way with people saying this is bullshit and I love it and I feel like I'm growing. Well, yeah, and I just well, want to jump on the yes. bandwagon and say, yeah, that seems six, to me to be a six, very good yeah. response because it yeah. takes into account, it takes into account both the fact that clearly there were 
a number of there have been a lot of uh, people of color over the years who were very pro Drizzt being a black guy. Hell yeah, I can uh, definitely, yeah, because, yeah. I can definitely see that. Drizzt is the hero yeah. of the story. Drizzt yeah. is a like has that outcast, you know the the the, and I think that for a lot of people where they've discussed the fact that he him being othered was problematic, I could definitely imagine as a you know as a young black guy growing mm. up in a very white community you know seeing a hero who was othered but finds his tribe you know finds a group yeah, of people relatable. that you know that becomes uh, relatable. Who, yeah. who aren't black who you yeah. know who he that's why piccolo is black that's yes, exactly that is why exactly people that. think of piccolo as black that's yeah. why they yeah. think of martian manhunter as black it's yep. because those, yeah. those characters look different stick out and they're othered by everybody else and they're badass yeah. And they're, you know, yeah. they have all the the same, you know, they have the moments, they have the, the same things that all the other characters do. They get the yeah. equal waiting. Yeah. They don't, you know, they're not, they're not othered by those that, it, that uh, respect them. You know what I mean? As a side note, I'd just like to say one of my biggest issues, one of the main reasons I've never been able to really get into any of the DC animated shows mm. uh, is in part because of just the inconsistent power scaling, even as like a seven-year-old drove me crazy. Uh, but, I can just like, see you so oh, Batman can run through six thugs at once and then this next guy just takes him down. It's like, what? No. Superman is unstoppable here, but here like a random robot is overpowering him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Okay. But also it really annoyed me me that Martian Manhunter is supposed to be this dude who's wildly powerful mm. but they turn him into the wharf where they just use him as a way uh, to make other guys, other bad guys look stronger. Yeah. Like they show up, beat up Martian Manhunter. And, and then everyone like, else oh, runs in and saves him. really bad. <laughs> yeah, this yeah, yeah, yeah. versus yeah. real strong. And it's like, well, come on. He's supposed yeah. to be as strong as Superman and he's psychic too. It happened, it happened a lot with uh, <laughs> Silver Surfer like, and stuff like that. It was just like it was just like, and then like, like oh, if they could beat Silver Surfer, then, you yeah. You know, Fantastic yeah. Four. And I'm like, no, Silver no. Surfer is supposed to be like some cosmic, know, like cosmically powered. He's literally yeah, cosmic. He's, he's literally like cosmic. being the power of the universe or some like, shit. Like, what? No. He's no. Strong. <laughs> he's so strong and way more strong than the Fantastic Four. They yeah. suck yeah, compared combined. to him. <laughs> like, yeah. They suck compared. Even if they combined all four powers into one person, they would still suck. suck. Super, scroll. <laughs> like, Super scroll has the powers of all Fantastic Four. Although I'd like to throw out for the record. I think uh, they they get they get at this in some Fantastic Four comics. Sue Storm actually the strongest member. Uh, mm. I think she mm. might actually be able to take the Silver Surfer because she can make force fields inside people. Yeah, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, they're indestructible. Yeah. They're actually indestructible. So true, you know, so, force field yeah. inside true. someone. Apparently, Doctor Doom fears her more than he fears Reed Richards. Well, that's okay. fair. I mean, that's fair. It's stretchy. Well, but he's also <laughs> the smartest man alive. Yeah, yeah but and that's that can be pretty rough. <laughs> yeah, yeah but, I mean, let's not get into yeah, let's not get into Batman yeah. vs Superman anyway. Woo, okay, um, um. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think well, I think this is a very interesting point, and I love the fact that we have this uh, we have this white sixty two year old man very much embracing the change and very much being mm. a like, hey everyone, this is okay, you know what I mean? And I think we need we do need more voices like that, you know. I think it's that we do gross. need more allies like that because I think that that helps to bring that slightly more old school generation or even the new generation who have been taught in that kind of old school fashion who are also kind of digging their heels in um, it teaches them and it shows them that like actually not nothing of what they love is under threat 
you know, unless mm. it's just straight racist. Do you know what I mean? Like, unless you're just yeah, running around being, yeah. you know, uh, uh, like referring to the drow using, you know, like racist names or tropes or whatever it is. Like, that's the only shit we want to get rid of. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. please and, don't and, go to the con painted black. Just don't. <laughs> just don't. <laughs> just don't. Good idea. It's just not. It's just not. It's not. It's not a great idea. And I think in yeah, and and that is where I will give. I will get definitely say that that the, the idea that w- that we're changing the the drow to be the more light skin, so we can just we can just paint gray. I think yeah, that's probably is better. <laughs> this is definitely better. Uh, but I think it's a very important. Uh, I guess like turning point. I, this feels of all of the of a lot of the. Uh, D&D community, Wizards of the Coast related things. This one feels a little bit more actually embracing, like uh, not just in diversity, but like actually inclusion, like actually helping more people to enjoy the thing um, by... By by acknowledging the past and by realizing, okay, we can make positive changes within this and make it overall more accessible for people. It feels mm-hmm. a little bit more in, in that like lane than some mm-hmm. of the other changes which we've discussed on the show. Like you know, some of the other changes they've made, which are like good, they're steps. You know what I mean? In the right direction, maybe not going quite far enough. Or whereas this feels like, no, no, we're embracing this now. Like we're really like that feels like they're really, really embracing this and not ignoring. And I guess like also, you know, Salvatore's not ignoring the fact that Drizzt is a black hero for some people. You know, mm-hmm. he's not like shying away from that fact either. He's not going to take away that because that's also that was also another potential outcome of this. Right. Is that we then got to take uh, uh, Drizzt out of the this, this yeah this, that would that would be a shame yeah which That'd would be, be a shame. shame right that would be a yeah. massive shame because it, because it's so important for a lot of people like so I think that that is this so that for me feels very a very like a very positive yeah uh, outcome should we this. quickly uh, mention what these new because I think they're going to be in yeah. the the new uh, Drizzt novels as well as in like canonical D and D, these three new sub races because we we started to get to them, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's go through them. Yeah, the the Uda Drow. Okay, no, the evil elves are the ones who lives live in Menzo Baranzen. Yeah, mm-hmm. thank Menzo you very Berenzen? much. I was trying Menzo I was like, Baranzen. I feel like it's Menzo Baranzen. I would go for Menzo Baranzen. Yeah, Menzo Baranzen. Yeah, Baranzen. Yeah, they. Menzo Baranzan. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, that, yeah, if you ask if you ask like Ian McKellen or something or anyone from like, the Baranzan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Still makes me laugh every time. I'm gonna say the rest of this as Ian McKellen now. <laughs> uh, these Uda Drow are clarified with additional detail, revealed over the course of Salvatore's novels. They are elves who became tainted by the demon Lulf's insidious teachings. And then there's the Avondrow, on the other hand, who live in the frozen north. You see, they rejected Lorth, thereby remaining true to their innate integrity. Meanwhile, jungle-dwelling Lorendrow uh, draw their wisdom from the environment, the generosity of earth, the mastery of sky, and the complex harmony of the forest. The Lorendrow, by the way, are Ooh. some of the dopest. I love the art for the Lorendrow. Like they've got some real, like they yeah. like they've got these weird like blue houses that are like made Super out of magic, cool. and it just looks so dope. Surrounded by massive trees and stuff, and I'm like, okay, 
I'm involved. Mm. I will and be yet, honest. I'm much more inclined to play a drow than I am a regular elf because they actually. I just feel like, yeah, you've got some stuff going on that's more interesting to me than just mm. like I am an elf. I will live for thousands of years and I will mm. uh, be a paragon of. of yeah. Of, Shout out to sophomore year of uh, of Dimension Twenty, which to, I've mentioned it before has my favorite all time oh depiction gosh. of fantasy elves. Yeah, I've it's actually so I've seen this. I have seen this clip. I've watched it because I was it, unreal. It, it's so funny. This is the uh, this is the elf that can't pronounce so validated. They can't pronounce a like a, a name normally because he's just yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't. He can't say the word van because he yeah, just doesn't it. know what it is. Yeah. Uh, they, <laughs> there's um, uh, there's another point here that's worth mentioning mm. that uh, this is also from the Polygon article. Uh, Salvatore said that the concept of this drow diaspora was the meeting of a high level, excuse me, there was the result of a high level meeting that he had with Wizards of the Coast about four or five years ago, Ooh. but that no changes were forced upon him. Nothing's being dictated to me, Salvatore said. I am not retrofitting or retconning the drow. I am expanding the drow. And this is a really, this is a really important. Thank this you is, for saying this, it. Yeah, that's a really important point because that is how you get that, or you get at least. I'm not. You're not going to get all of them, but like how you're going to get a portion of that uh, very entrenched part of this community on board because if they view this as some sort of like PR exercise for Wizards of the Coast, they will they reject will, yeah. it, right? They'll yeah. see it as like, oh, this is just political Snowflakes correctness. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whereas oh, actually Jesus. if if, if the, him taking onus of this change completely really does go a long way to then actually helping people and correcting people, uh, um, you know, in that in that space. And I think it's, it is important. Do we, do we feel like Salvatore deserves a palm wine? I feel like I want to give him a palm yeah, wine. Yeah, let's give Salvatore I, a palm I, I wine. I want to give him a palm wine. Like, a whole yeah, lot yeah. of palm wine. A yeah. whole lot of palm and wine. Hey, Salvatore, if you're, ever in, if you're ever in the UK, let's uh, let's get some palm wine together. Let's get some palm <laughs> let's wine get together. Let's get some palm wine together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm wondering if, because uh, I'm not sure if I, obviously these are, I guess, canon to D&D, mm. but I'm wondering if, if these new drow sub-races are sub-sub-races, I guess, because drow are already a sub races the <laughs> sub drow uh if they're going to be actually mechanically implemented at any point as like playable sub oh, sub yeah races. i think they because i know yeah, they're in the man. books Ooh. but i don't know i don't know that i know they're going to be in the legend the, the legend of drizzed books but i don't know if they're going to be officially released in an upcoming book of uh like an actual D source mm. book because mm. he uh like I know that they he these are basically things that he's like I want this to be this way this is what they're going to be like in my books this is what I'm going to introduce they just be like oh yeah we just never mentioned these people before this is how it is now uh but I'm not sure what like whether they're actually going to be released as sub sub races or if it's just that future source books may mention them mm. and there's no mechanical difference it's just a flavor thing I hope so. I hope so. I definitely they're, hope they're so. They're looking really fun. Yeah, to they me, look fun, and I, and I think that it, it again, it goes, it goes, it gives you the option again of just like mm. getting away from that sensation, right? Like, because mm. I think, like, even just having written lore and slight changes, like you know, because maybe, I mean, maybe they don't have dark vision if they're uh, the the Lauren Drow, or do you know what I mean? Like, there's they could be they could have a slightly different, maybe more like nature based um, abilities, like more akin to other elves as opposed to you know, because I think don't drow get like drow like mag like pack magic where yeah, it's like get, the they get cast darkness magic, yeah. and stuff like that mm. feels and kind levitate, of wrong 
if you wanted to play like a Lauren Drow, right? Because they they definitely don't feel like they're in that um, uh, in that ilk. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, yeah. So yeah, that would feel a little strange for me if they didn't embrace that even a little bit. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, and like have they, that in they the books. Introduce them as a kind of. I guess, yeah, an additional, because they have, they could just have drow be like a, you can have the generic drow, or you can be one of these other, because you can yeah. be like different kinds of high elf. There are uh, so many like different that. kinds of kinds elves, of high, it would yeah. be wild yeah. to me that we don't get, like, at least, literally three sub, I think the thing is as well, like, sub races are definitely a direction that feels the easiest fix for a lot of any potential kind of issues or stereotypes here because it just it just gives you more options to for playing that particular class without needing without the need to kind of circumvent law or you know uh, or or like as written yeah, stuff yeah not retconning you just not retconning stuff you can just it's just there do you know what i mean yeah. it's just an option i think leave generic drow and then add three more that's what i would say yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i like add like have generic drow and then have three sub races underneath it like that seems yeah pretty, and they're they're yeah. like yeah they're further uh or like have it as like a separate similar to how you can play a generic high elf or you can play like it's like an an airini high elf and yeah, like there's different yeah, kinds yeah, of high elf i yeah. think if you have drow and then the three different kinds of other drow i think mm. that yeah that might be an effective way to implement i think this. it would be mm. yeah mm. um beautiful do we have any like closing thoughts on this particular this is uh, good fun getting back into an uh, old school yeah old school yeah. episode this yeah uh, i'd like to advocate once mm. again for the uh, re restoration of advanced dungeons and dragons yep. one of the best episodes of community it is hilarious which makes it one of the best sitcom episodes you could find yeah it is, it is absolutely fantastic and uh That's good and uh, and i think it raises a very interesting point that we need to be able to have those conversations of things that have you know we need to be able to acknowledge these things through uh satire and comedy because it's important and it's a way that we grow and have done for uh millennia <laughs> like we, we like you know the idea of you know even shows and uh things t you know teaching us about history and allowing us to access uh things in a uh safe and uh usually through uh, uh humor and comedy i think it's it's something that is generally important and part like at the heart of why comedy i think is such an important part of you know society like why we why we love comedy why we embrace it do you know what i mean so i think that I completely agree. I think that it should be reinstated. I think that it is uh, uh, it is absolutely fucking hilarious. Yeah, and you know? it's actually about mental health and yeah. stuff like that. Like, it's really not yeah. even about racism. No, it's it's a really yeah. good uh, it's a really good uh, demonstration also of how TTRPGs can actually uh, come to yeah, you can you can use TTRPGs to improve uh, your life yes. in a lot of different yeah. ways. Absolutely, and they they promote togetherness and you know cooperation and friendship. And, Oh, that was the sweetest little... Yeah, I've never <laughs> seen Jeremy look so cutesy <laughs> in, my, in my life. Oh my god, my heart just melted. Yeah, 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 I almost, I, almost, I almost forgave you for that Horace show that you've put us through in this last season. Um, <laughs> Fucking hell, no, unacceptable. Thanks, you yeah. brought it right back. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, gone yeah. now, my yeah, heart is gone. cold, yeah, yeah, dead yeah. inside. Yeah, I'm dead. It's, it's dead for you, Jeremy. I can't wait for people to listen to this. Uh, if, they get, if they get through the first four episodes, I will be... Like, like, honestly, you know. content warning, please. <laughs> like, wow, we're going to have to add a couple. 
No, we will, we're going we to put a content. A warning. Yeah, yeah, we are yeah, going to yeah. put a content warning, but it's yeah. not. It's not. Oh, it's 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 bad in a very it's bad in a very good way. Everyone, yeah, 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 yeah. It's good. It's very good. Don't worry. It's just just to protect people. just to make sure everyone's safe. Yeah, it's not trust. It's not like you're not going to be sitting here. It's not like the ending of audition or something. No, it's You're not going to be watching a Serbian film. Oh, yeah. I mean, like yeah, we all sat through it. Do you know what I mean? We all came back. Yeah. We came back. Yeah, we came back. Uh, yeah. We came back. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Beautiful. Well, we're a lovely note to end on, and uh, we will go ahead and wrap up this episode here. If you enjoy this and you like what we do and you want some more of it, please feel free to check out our Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash TB Halflings. You can also find us on all social medias at TB Halflings. And please, 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 whilst you're listening to this, why not drop us a review? It really helps us find new oh, Halflings please. and uh, expand and uh, carry on doing what we're doing. So uh, mm-hmm. drop us a, a, a little five-star review and a, and uh, and it would be mean the world. To us, so thank you very much uh, for that and for continuing. Every review gets a recipe. Yeah, <laughs> well, that is a bad. Fuck, that's too much. Dude, I know. We already still. have hundreds of reviews. You know, so you cannot promise this. No, 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 no. From, from the, from the, from now on, not I mean, those. There ones. will be hun- Okay, well, I mean, it's look, it's. Uh, Nazi, uh, it's, don't. I'm gonna yeah. go ahead and step in and say no. <laughs> yeah, okay, we're cool. gonna say I'm no. We're no gonna say no. Maybe like every okay, hundred cool. reviews, we'll do yeah, a every hundred reviews. Every hundred reviews. We will release another recipe. Thank you for protecting my mental health and stopping the ADHD in me from being like ah! we're ha- we're having to protect you from yourself right from now. Yourself. Thank you very much. Thank uh, you. So there we go. Three Every black hundred... therapists. <laughs> two, black, two black therapists. Two black yeah, two black, <laughs> two black therapists and one unhinged. One black patient. Uh, and on that note every hundred reviews we'll get a recipe from Yonati. We love you all very much and uh, we will see you next week. So long, shy of so So long, shy folk. Hello, halflings. It's your boy, Jeremy, coming at you with some patrons to thank. Some very, very kind people uh, who have signed up for our Patreon. And I'm about to thank you all. I'm about to thank the heck out of you. Starting with you, Katie Hammond. Thank you. And next, you, Mason Lausenheiser. Thank you. And then T. Alexander. Oh, thanks, T. And Dana Launius. How could I forget? Dana, thank you, Dana Launius. And Evangeline. <laughs> thank you, Evangeline. Oh, Logan Hamilton. Of course. Thank you, Logan. Thank you. And then, oh, Witzian. Oh, thank you, Witzian. You, you, thank you. Oh, and Carly Ann. Thank you, Carly Ann. We got Jamie Long. Oh, thank you, Jamie Long. Ben Davis. Thank you, Ben Davis. (gasps) And then June. June. Thank you, June. Uh, And Alex Zachernuk. 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 Zacharnuk, I'm sorry, Alex. I'm I'm doing my best. Those are all the variations that I could think of uh, to how to pronounce your surname. But thank you. I hope I got it right at least once. Uh, that was in your honor. Thank you, Alex. Thank you also to Hannah Bowen or Bowen or Bowen, if you're really out there with the pronunciation. And then Bones Boy. Thank you, Bones Boy. Oh, Finn. Finn, just Finn. Thank you, Finn. And Ann Wells. Oh, thank you, Ann Wells. And Brenna McFarland. Thank you, Brenna McFarland. And Jeff Merrill. 
I see you, Jeff Merrill. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff Merrill. <laughs> and Carson Moore. Thank you, Carson Moore. And Sonia Maitland. Thank you, Sonia Maitland. Oh, Maddie H. Thank you so much, Maddie H. And Joseph Wood. Thank you. Thank you, Joseph Wood. You specifically. When I say Joseph Wood, Joseph Wood, I mean you, Joseph Wood. Thank you. And then Katie M. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much, Katie M. And then one individual who asked to remain nameless. Nameless. Uh, you know exactly who you are. Uh, yeah, I guess that's it. Thank you. Thank you all so much. Thank you. Deeply. It's great. Oh, if if there wasn't a global pandemic on and all of you uh, were not only consenting, but like enthusiastically consenting, I would give each and every one of you a hug. It wouldn't be like a weird hug. It would just be like a normal, a normal short duration hug. Just like a, you know, thank you. Just a heartfelt thank you hug or a handshake. If you wanted a handshake, pat on the back, thumbs up. Uh, I could sing you a short ditty. I'm I'm happy to do that. I could sing multiple. Uh, I could sing a ditty to multiple of you at a time, like several. Excuse me, several of you at a time. I think that could get us through it a little quicker. Anyway, I'm done uh, thanking people. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Shout out to the two crew. Well, thank you so much for that offer, Jeremy Cobb, of uh, of hugs. I guess. Um, I would like to thank some more patrons, if that's okay with you. I will uh i would offer a hug as well i'll also offer like a firm handshake if anyone would prefer that again you know pandemic uh is still going so we'll refrain for now but eventually i'll offer a warm hug handshake um yeah high five they're always down for a high five um but i wanted to thank some more of our patrons we've had so many patrons so many patrons thank you so much for all your patronage patrons uh robbie leeson carrie fisk matthew mcgowan zachary rivers avery woolard jj boyles stacy marie ishmael brendan hooker Jesse Kovacs, Maria B, Jericho Savage, Campbell McCauley, Brian G, Thomas Roher, Eddie Maisonette, May Samuel, Sam McClaley Ward, Maka Mariah, Targot, Robert Mellon, Loracle the Oracle, and Thomas Monty. Thank you so much for being patrons. I can't tell you how much it means. It allows us to do so much cool stuff. This really is our bread and butter. This is where we uh, make any kind of money on the show. And we really, really appreciate you choosing to uh, spend your money uh, on our little show. And I hope that you are getting some just rewards uh, from it. If you are not a patron and would like to be, then please feel free to sign up at patreon.com forward slash TB Halflings. There is a ton of goodies on there already. Uh, so plenty of stuff. If you have finished the show and you still want to binge some 3BH, there is plenty of stuff on there. Go and check it out. Thank you, everyone. Have a fantastic week.